Hello, and welcome to Her Return, a podcast devoted to returning to your feminine essence through embodiment practices, sensual explorations, and unifying the feminine and masculine energies within. I'm your host, Lindsay Curtis. Hello, lovely, and welcome back to the podcast. Now, remember in episode number 13, when we talked about comfort being one of the five basic instincts? If you haven't listened, I recommend you listen later. But here I'll give you a recap of our five basic instincts so that we're all on the same page now and in this together. So what are our five basic instincts, you may ask? Well, when a baby is born in a natural and undisturbed birthing process, it's exercising instinct number one, movement. As babe emerges from the birth canal, instinct numero two is activated and the first breath is received. In nature's rhythms, as baby is placed directly on mama's belly, it rests and receives the activation of instinct number three, comfort from mama's skin. The nervous system can relax from the heavy rush of all that physical exertion and can settle into the relaxation and restoration. After the proper amount of time for each individual babe, baby will naturally begin to move again and this time in search of the nipple to satisfy instinct number four, nourishment. After a successful latch and sustenance is received, babe will do what all babes do best and drift into instinct number five, sleep. So these are the five basic instincts that we have as our dear sweet human experience outlies. And depending on our life experiences, these instincts at times become twisted and misshapen and they no longer follow their natural flow. So our five instincts to recap are movement, breath, comfort, nourishment, and sleep. And in today's episode, we're devoting an exploration upon instinct numero uno, movement. Life is movement. When we stop moving, we stop living. And don't worry, this doesn't mean that we need to move hectically like a chicken with its head cut off all the time. No, 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 no. This is about living consciously and moving consciously. And how moving consciously allows us to actually live even more. Now, as we just covered, the first thing we do as we enter this earth plane is move. Even in the moment of conception, there's a lot of grand movement going on. I recently looked it up, and as the egg and sperm meet and the cells begin to divide, it takes this little bundle of our potential six to seven days to move completely out of the fallopian tube and into the womb for implantation. That's a slow, (laughs) moderately slow, and deliberate, very deliberate movement compared to our everything needs to be done now, conditioned present world order. 
Now, I'm not an embryologist, and maybe it'd be really sweet to get one on the podcast to go more into these ancient movement patterns. But the point I'm illustrating here is the necessity of moving into different spaces of our being. And that movement is a physical thing. So how much movement do you get on the daily? Be honest with yourself. Be honest. Do you walk to the metro, ride a bike to work, drive, or are you working from home like me today? How often do you exercise with the intent to move your body for the pleasure of moving it? And what does a typical week look like for you and your physical body connection? Because movement is certainly something that we need to engage with on a daily basis. It's not something that we can do once a month or even just once a week and be fulfilled. So let's get honest and let's get real. How much movement is in your life? I have a daily feminine embodiment practice that lasts from 20 to 90 minutes. And this is my personal morning practice. And it's constantly shape-shifting. And if I'm honest, I catch myself sometimes not moving enough. Now, enough has nothing to do with a step count or calorie calculations. That enough has to do with our vitality and our radiance. When I was looking back at 2019 in my year-end review in December, I realized that there were two months of the year that I was not moving enough for what was coming in and happening within my life and my internal processes. And that lack of physical movement elongated my integration. That realization led me to make a promise that this year I'm going to be much more on point with this dear instinct number one and my intimate relationship with movement. How we relate to movement is going to be nuanced for each of us. For some of us, it's going to be laden with perhaps negative body image triggers, while for me, it's about control. When I've realized when I'm trying to control life and not allow my feelings to flow, I stop moving so freely and frequently. I stop taking my daily walk in the park, and I'll take the metro always instead of my bike, and I'll limit the physical movements that I can do. I won't push myself in my own personal practices, and my whole energy begins to stagnate. And I'm sure, I mean, I know I have plenty of excuses, such as, it's rainy, hello Belgium, it's too cold, I don't have enough time, oh, I'm wearing a dress, or whatever it may be. But at the core of it, it's not about being lazy. For me, it's about being in control. And when I'm trying to be in control of a situation and my emotions and limit life's mysteries, I literally slow my physical movements down and stop. Now, this might seem elaborate or maybe a catch-22, especially as I'm often talking about the importance of restoration and relaxation. But here it is. We need both. We need conscious movement and plenty of it. And we need conscious rest and plenty of that. We need both to be added more consciously to our embodiment paths. 
The human body is an electrical magnetic creator of energy. I had the vision one day while riding my bike in the park. Yeah, people, we could be on a bicycle and we could pedal a stationary bicycle and power a battery. We can literally create energy by turning the wheels. Well, that's exactly what our bodies do as well. They create energy and vitality when we get them into motion. So if we're not feeling like we have enough energy and vitality, chances are we're not moving enough. There's a big difference between running because we have to and running as a practice of self-love and body worship. And you may have guessed it, it's all about the intention. What do you intend as you approach the movements you're doing in your life? and the movements that maybe you're dreaming of participating in? Do you choose activities that are fun and enlivening for you? In addition to my daily practices, I've been working with a personal trainer at the gym. <laughs> in preparation for conception, I decided I really wanted to feel stronger in my body, and I wasn't really exercising that strength in my own personal practices. I needed an external motivation and some support in doing that. And I really, my intention was really to feel this inner strength, this very physical muscular strength and the security of my body's muscles and to be more aware about my back body and all of its supportive network. So with my intention clear, I asked through a dreaming exercise, I closed my eyes, I relaxed into my body, and I asked, body, what would be the most supportive and enlivening thing to do? And I received an image of working out at the gym. Now, last year, I tried going to the gym by myself to quote-unquote build muscle, <laughs> but I only ended up going once a month. My consistency just wasn't there. And if I look back, I was one, meeting too much of inner resistance to my own strength. And also, my why wasn't so clear. It was just to build muscle, but it had nothing to do with what that muscle or those sensations would really bring to me. And our why is so incredibly, incredibly important. Instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to move because it's good for me, we need to tease out the specifics for ourselves. Are you moving for more energy for your creativity? Are you moving for greater confidence and comfortability? Are you moving for greater connection with your body? With the why clear, everything is possible and our motivation can expand exponentially. So 2020, here we are. And with my why crystal clear to prepare for baby's welcoming, I've invested in a trainer to meet with weekly. And I must say, a season into this adventure, and I'm almost excited to go to the gym. Not quite yet excited, but almost. I'm having so much fun with the weights and challenges, plus I'm meeting parts of myself that I hadn't yet known, or at least that I wasn't meeting in any other circumstance. Not only about muscular individuation, but it's giving me an opportunity to see new, or rather very old, thinking patterns as they pop up, unrelated to what my body is actually sensing. For example, when we were just beginning, I got to meet this voice that would come in and say, no, I cannot do that, when just staring at a demonstration before even trying. And with that awareness, I got to choose to sweep that voice out of my field to the left and go right ahead on and act and 
and continue with life. <laughs> so movement explorations can bring us deeply into a soul nourishment as well. And as we want to make a new movement in life, for me, the creation of our love child, it's so important that we also give ourselves the space to take up some new physical movements as well. So get to exploring. There are so many options, but don't look outside. Instead, get really quiet for a moment. Get really quiet and ask, what is one movement activity that would be great medicine for me right now? And receive. Now that you've received, it's time to act on cultivating that clear connection with our very primal instinct of movement. I'm Lindsay Curtis, and thank you for listening to Her Return. If you've enjoyed today's exploration into movement as medicine, subscribe and review this podcast wherever you are listening and send it to a beautiful sister whom you know can benefit from some more movement in her life as well. And if you're ready for support into greater exploration on ways to nourish your creativity, head on over to my website at www.herreturn.com to see how we may journey together. Until next time, may you return home to yourself today.